0: i i yeah. stay. Yeah. to him. Just think about what he's done. the heartbeat of heaven, let us hear. of that. Show us your glory. We wanna know. Just. so
1: Lord come and reign in our hearts we confess we need you Father we need your love we can't survive we can't live without your love Father we can exist but we can't live we need you we ask that you would come and reign in our hearts give us courage to open our hearts. We know that you stand at the door and you knock, and you ask us to open up and let you come in, that we could fellowship, that we could dine together, that we could have intimacy with you and you with us. you for pursuing us. Thank you for opening the door for that relationship. Father, it's all you. You've done it all. We just have to say yes. We just have to open our doors. And we just thank you and we praise you for this. In Jesus' name we give thanks. That was awesome, guys. And welcome, any everybody. We um, we uh, may not be many, but the presence of the Lord is with us. Amen. Um, can I get the spotlight turned off and the, uh, and the other light <laughs> turned on, please? Thank you. Um, I didn't... Um, we didn't announce last week who the speaker was going to be because uh, I wasn't sure if I was bringing a message or, um, or if I was going to get something online. It's been quite a few years since I since I brought a message, and uh, I'll, I'll go more into that in a in a little bit here. Um, I don't think that there is announcements, is there? Um, we've uh, we've been been in touch with uh, Steve and Christiane this week. They they are in process of um, of looking for a house and uh, a house to rent. And, um, and there's a few possibilities out there, or a few, uh, different, um, options that they, they are praying about. And, uh, so, so they would appreciate your prayers in that regard. I think the Lord has a, a a particular home in mind for them. And so let's just pray and that the Lord would, would, uh, open that door for them. Um... Is everybody prepared to give the, bring their offering, or, um, or do we uh, have somebody lined up there? Is there any other announcements? No? Okay. So do we have the, the offering? And who wants to, who wants to lead out? Frank
2: as we receive today's offering we are believing you for heaven opened earth invaded storehouses houses unlocked and miracles created dreams and visions angelic visitations declaration impartation and divine manifestations anointings giftings and calls positions and promotions provisions and resources to go to the nations, souls and more souls, from every generation, saved and set free, carrying kingdom revival. Okay. Th- Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, you will shower favor, blessing, and increase upon me that so I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven to see Jesus get his full reward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: So how many people have their Bibles with them? I'm going to probably ask a few people to look up some scripture. Ryan uh Ryan asked earlier what my message was about and um and I said it's it's about some of the things that the Lord is asking me to deal with um, areas of bondage in my life and um uh, and I uh and so he was kind of wondering if that lined up with with the songs he'd chosen and uh but I didn't tell him that um that i did uh, had some opening scripture that does line up perfectly with what uh with what he uh, the the song list i'm, I'm just going to throw a scripture out here first uh one that just come across my path and i i didn't include it in the message and i um but it, but i knew it was something the lord is speaking to me um Mark 5, uh, 36, um, Jairus, if you remember, Jarius was, I think he was a synagogue ruler, I'm not sure, but, but he had a, he had a daughter that was sick, and, um, and so he came and asked the master to, um, or asked Jesus, you know, to come and, and pray or come and heal her, and, um, and one of this and I've read that a number of times, but, uh, but he uh, I hadn't noticed this before until just recently he said do not be afraid and any longer I'd never noticed that you know that any longer only believe and um, and and I know fear has been um, an Achilles heel with me for a long time and uh, and this has been no exception this this week um, you know battling with this bringing this message and different things coming at me Uh, i was going to say um i don't have a joke but but we were i was going to say we brought in a guest speaker and we flew him in from the east and uh and, and i was a little late getting in because i was experiencing turbulence you know and uh there definitely has been some turbulence in the spirit realm um the enemy doesn't want us free and um i'm just gonna gonna read uh some scripture here and then we'll we'll open with prayer where did I put my glasses in fact I think I'm gonna open I better get my my notes open here would, would you agree with the statement that that we need love? Um, I mean, I think that's the one thing we can't do without. And um, and so um, I'm just gonna. I just think I'll just go into. Um, okay, yeah, no. I'm just gonna read another scripture first. Actually, I won't read it. I'll just just uh, read part of it here. First uh, Corinthians thirteen thirteen uh, says, "Now that was the love chapter, right? Now abide faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love, and uh, and necessary." Okay, so I'm in Romans eight verses thirty one to thirty nine, I believe it is. Um, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who also intercedes for us? Who will? Period. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress, distress, or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Father, again, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your word, for your truth that reveals that love. Father, we thank you for your promises that nothing can separate us from your love and that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us. We just confess you are good. And uh, Father, we ask that you would just draw us into that resting place in you. In Jesus' name we ask this. And Father, we just ask that you would open our eyes and our understanding. And Father, I ask that you would, would speak through me and um, that I would get out of the way. In Jesus' name we ask it. And I ask it. Amen. so if we need if we need love and and nothing can really nothing can separate us from that love um, what's the enemy going to do is the enemy just going to stand by and and, and let us go unhindered first of all not really right I mean he's going to throw everything he can to um, and if he can't if he can't stop us, then, um, then he will deceive us, I guess, or try to deceive us into, uh, into believing lies. So I guess I should ask you guys, wh- what, do you, um, what do you think? Is, is there anything that can separate us from his love? Or what could separate us from his love? Anybody got some thoughts on that? maybe our choices if if um, if we make choices and decisions out of uh, out of believing lies right I'm just going from where um, I'm I'm dealing with some of the things the Lord's asking me to deal with and um, when we came into um, into this church I guess it's about 20 years ago the Lord uh, penny and I were both hurting pretty good and uh, and the Lord just put a um, a greenhouse over top of us, and, and we experienced His love through the people here. We experienced the love through His Spirit, and uh, and the ministry we received, and, um, and and we were growing and flourishing and getting healed, and um, and then uh, and then the Lord started to lift the greenhouse um, he actually warned us a little ahead of time. It was a few years before, uh, before Dallas got here. He, uh, I was up front praying one, uh, one Sunday, and I was just kneeling in, in front of the altar, and, um, an individual come along and, and, uh, who had spoken into my life in the past, and, uh, and he just commanded, he, he said, stand, and, and he repeated it about 10 times, and he, um, and he, he started to raise his voice quite loud at, at one point, And I'm thinking, well, he's actually asking me to stand up here. But but I, I knew what the Lord was saying. The Lord was saying to stand. He was telling me to, to stand firm. And, um, and I didn't really know what was coming and what it was about. And uh, about the same time, Penny, uh, Penny received, now was it a, some scripture, but was it in a dream or a vision or in a dream? And uh, that was Isaiah 43 verses 1 to um, 1 to 3 and um, I think I had that tucked in at the end of the message here but um, oh that was don't fear I'll just give you the gist of it don't fear I, I'll be with you through the through the waters and through the through the floods the river won't, won't overwhelm you or overflow you and I will be with you through the fire and and um, So so he says, don't fear, and but but when you get a message like that, you're um, you know you're starting to wonder, well, what's coming down the pipes, and uh, and he did he lifted that greenhouse off, and um, and we went through a number of things. Um, We had a very good friendship with uh, with the previous pastor, and um, and it's like the enemy drove a wedge in between there, and um, and we lost that friendship. And um, we uh, we went through that when uh, when Pastor Kevin resigned, it was a drought year, and so we were uh, so we were kind of facing um, you know no crop. I went from, from a place where I, I used to sell like ten fifteen thousand dollars worth of feed because I had the extra feed to uh, to where I shelled out about thirty thousand that summer for for feed and um and and there was some turmoil and turbulence in that pastoral change and uh what else came that fall (laughs) pastor uh just just as pastor dallas got here we um i fell off the roof at at home and uh smashed uh smashed an ankle and another heel i guess and um landed up in the hospital for a few months then um, in the springtime um, the Lord and, and the Lord was protecting us here he, he, he knew what we can bear remember when Jesus was talking to the disciples he said, um, he said I have more to tell you when he was trying to prepare them for the fact that he was going to the cross he said I, I have more um, more to tell you but you can't bear it right now and uh, but but when the helper comes, he'll um, he will bring things to mind. And uh, but but they they weren't able to bear it at that time. And um, in the, in May, I just I just landed up a job, and um, the Lord um, the Lord actually opened the door there to get a job at Atco, and I needed something to put groceries on the table. And um, and then in a two week period, I don't remember which came first. We found out well BSE hit. And um, and we found out that a, ma- a man I would hired had molested one of my daughters, and it, and it just yanked yanked the rug out from under me, from us, our whole family, and uh, and the enemy come in there and whispered, "You're a failure," and. Uh, and I've believed it for a long time. I I knew that and I've tried, tried to deal with it, but it was like a knife went into into my belly when I got that news. And uh, I don't know exactly how it hit Penny and everybody else, but but it was not not good. And um, and so I haven't been following my notes and I maybe better try and get back to that, but um, when when I look at my life, um, the Lord has truly blessed me. But but I've had trouble believing that. Um, you know, I, I look. Penny's, Penny is a blessing from the Lord. Um, I uh, I was seeing her for a while, and and uh, and it looked like it looked like things where we weren't going to be able to continue in our relationship. And uh, I, I can remember the place in the highway right now when. Sorry, when we were dating when we were dating, okay, I got a back you up, thank you, dear. Um, when we were dating, it looked like well, there was a time then too <laughs> afterwards, but uh, um, it looked like it looked like um, she was drawing back, and I was just afraid that that she didn't want to continue It looked like she didn't want to continue the relationship, and um, didn't come out and say that, but but uh, that's the way it looked like. And, uh, and I was halfway, I was actually just right beside where, um, where the elevator is, um, just on this side of uh, 36 right now, where that big elevator is and on the highway. And I said, Lord, if you will give me penny for a wife, I will serve you. And I didn't know what, what I was asking. And I, the, Lord, the Lord laid that on my heart, and so I just, I just spoke it. In hindsight, he laid that on my heart. I didn't know what I was even agreeing to. But I just knew that I wanted Penny. <laughs> and, uh, and she truly is a gift from God. And my children are a gift from God. And, uh, and my grandchildren. And, and the Lord has blessed me with, um, with, with family, with friends, with jobs, with finance. I mean, the Lord truly has blessed me. But, uh, but I wasn't believing it. Like, I was believing the, li- the lies that... Um, that the enemy was sowing into my heart and has sown into my heart. And um, and so uh, I, I have been... The Lord has been asking me to deal with this. And and this pastoral transition this time has has uh, has been good for that. It, it has, has caused me to go back and deal with some of the things that I'd shoved under the rug. And so I'm thankful for that. This wasn't a smooth process. And... Uh, but but I, I I thank the Lord for it and um, and i um, I thank him for for showing me truth but uh, so I mean I recognize that i 'm blessed but uh, but when I look at my life, I also realize that that i 've been robbed um, of quite a bit uh, robbed of peace, uh, you know joy um, relationship uh, finance at times i've been robbed uh, in a number of areas and and i think probably all of us can relate to that you know we can look at at um, times in our life where we we've made mistakes or or we've been robbed we can see the enemy got in there and we know that's not god's will um the thief comes to steal to kill and destroy but christ came that or jesus came that we might have life and life more abundant and um God's desire I mean when he created Adam and Eve the first thing he did was bless them and uh, and so he does bless us and uh, the only thing that can cut us off from that blessing is uh, is if we um, if we don't receive it or if we if we start believing those lies um, you know, can I... Who's got Bibles here? Because I've got some scripture here that I don't have all earmarked. Um, could somebody look up Galatians 5, 7, please? And then when I get to the next page, I'll probably... Well, maybe there won't be a whole bunch. John John eighteen thirty seven and 38... Um, does anybody have a, a King James Bible here you do oh you can okay King James um, where are we now i it might be a little while before I need it but uh, where am I here I hope I'm gonna get there I'm taking a little bit too long here I guess where am I I think either one. New King James will work. And um, it's the road to Damascus. Oh, Acts one. It's about Saul on the road to Damascus. Anyway, I... Um, so has anybody got Galatians 5.7? Doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, and and so Paul is addressing that that they started out good and um but they but they got deceived they um, now what 's the uh, the next part of the next verse has has something there doesn 't it okay right there um, so so the enemy was was coming in and um and deceiving or distracting or, or, or getting, getting them led astray. Um, I just want to address some of the, some of the areas that, that the enemy, what he uses to get in. Now, now I shared a bit of my story here earlier, and, and I start believing a lie, and he, and he takes those opportune moments to whisper it. Um, did anybody hear hear the... Pastor Dallas uh, told us about an exercise... That he went to. He went to a, I don't know it was a convention or something like that, and they had him do an exercise where he was blindfolded. Is that ringing a bell, anybody? So, so what he did, what they did, they uh, they took him and and other pastors too, and they had a big team, and they they blindfolded them, and they said, "We're going to have someone lead you around, and uh, and he will he won't leave you. He's going to be there with you to take you." And so he led him from place to place. Sometimes he spoke to him, sometimes he just took him by the hand and led him. And, um, and then at one point, he, uh, he was sat down beside a fountain, and so you could hear this water running, and it was kind of a nice, peaceful place. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, and he wasn't prepared for this, uh, a bunch of people come and started assailing him verbally and, um, and accusing him of things, and uh, the way the enemy does... And he said, he, he sat there for a time, and he starts to feel around. This friend is not there that's been leading him. And, uh, and he said, it was unreal. He said how that, because he wasn't prepared for it, how that um, gave an example of what the enemy does. He said he began to feel deserted, betrayed, disappointed, and um, I can't remember what else. There was, there was a number of things that he said that he felt. And he said, uh, he said these are areas where, where the enemy gets in because we start to believe that we are deserted. And, and he said, in reality, when, they, when the blindfold is taken off later or when they tell him, this guy was just just out of reach. You know, he was there. And, and the same as the Lord is with us all the time. But he, but we couldn't, he couldn't see him. He couldn't hear him. And, uh, and so then he started to um, experience the, um, the rejection and the, the disappointment and, and fear and, and these different emotions kept coming at him. Um, and so that in those positions or those times, the enemy starts to, to whisper at us, he doesn't love you. And, um, and unbelief begins to set in. And uh, that's, I believe, what happened with myself. Um, unbelief began to set in. Um, and so so then when unbelief starts to set in, we just don't press into him anymore, and we don't seek him. So um, we, we back off. But there's, there's other reactions too. Like we can literally, and a lot of people do this, they just turn their back on the Lord and become very anger, angry and bitter. Um, I'm going to give an example here of Southland Church in, in Steinbeck. I might have shared this with some people, but i don 't think with everybody so um, Ray and Fran Dirksen are the pastor and wife of of that church. Their son um, now, I think I might have shared this part, so, but I, but bear with me um, first of all they were they were starting into um, he felt the Lord saying we need to implement prayer and um, and so he did that for about six or eight months and and didn 't seem to make any difference, so he was just preparing to um, to go back to the regular way of doing service and, and exempt that time of prayer. And, uh, and the Lord said, uh, don't don't quit now. You're just on the verge of getting your answer. Well, the answer, and I think I shared this with most, most folks here, but um, the answer was his wife developed a spinal fluid leak. And so that when she would tip her head over like this and hold a cup there, in five minutes, she could run a half inch of spinal fluid they didn 't realize that 's what it was at, at that point but but when they took it in for analysis that 's what it was. Well, that started a process of about um, four, well fourteen operations. How long that took i don 't know but their son Stephen, was four years old when this happened and uh, and all he knows is that life has been turned upside down. Um, his mom is not home most of the time she 's sick she um, it, they're, they're afraid she's going to die because these operations that she would get and she had a couple down the states I think um, before they figured out how to do it in Canada and to plug that leak uh, but anyway that process uh, turned his world upside down and, uh, and the enemy snuck in there and, and whispered to him if there really was a God your mum wouldn't be in this kind of condition your mum wouldn't be dying and, uh, and of course a four year old you're going to believe it when uh when that and that started him down uh a road of of uh, actual debauchery and and uh sin and um that um that took him into i don't remember but i think he, i don't know if they said but maybe into his late 20s or or mid 20s or something like that selling drugs uh, pushing drugs um he was a fighter um uh, martial uh not yeah martial arts or um ufc or whatever something like that fighter and uh but anyway, he, uh, that lie, you know, that's how the enemy gets in there, when, when, when he can whisper something that agrees with our circumstances or seems to agree with our circumstances. So uh, now I've gone through some of this stuff. Um, but the Lord knows this. Um, he knows the enemy's going to come in. And uh, so he has made provision for us there and um his word uh truth is uh, is what he provides for us to um to battle the enemy with or to battle the lies and deception um, i'm going to share another little side note here or, well kind of fits in here um we were at a homeschool conference about um i don't know 10 12 years ago maybe more and um there was a speaker he wasn't christian but um but he was speaking on the education models or, or um, systems that are in place in the world right now and for schooling. And, uh, and he said the, the Greek system is what no, most of North America and, um, and Europe operate under. That's what we grew up under. And, and that, the main focus, is, is money. You, you go to school, you get an education. You want, um, you want to make more money, you get a better education. Um, but that's the, the basis of it and uh, And then there's the Roman system, which is all about power and control. If you look at the Roman empire they they conquered the world at that time and uh, and so the, the, the there's an education system that's based on Roman teaching or roman not theology or whatever but uh, but it's a roman based uh, teaching and uh, this this uh, speaker said that uh, not by you wouldn't necessarily be surprised to know that most of the um, Presidents of the United States will uh, will go through that method of teaching you know Harvard and Yale and maybe Princeton and he named some other universities that that um, they will teach you know the elite or the, the wealthy will will send their children to school there so they would learn how because it 's about controlling people and um, and Bill Clinton was one of those he said that that went through that system and the third model is the Jewish or Hebrew model of teaching and uh, and I never Realized this until he said it, but he said that one's all about freedom, and um, and I. Uh, but but as soon as you stop and think about it, y- you look at God give us the um, the, the the commandments and uh, and the Levitical laws and whatnot, and that was all about if we obey them and follow Him, where we we remain free, free from oppression, from other countries, from slavery, um, some of the. Uh, some of the laws, the Levitical laws, every seven years, if you were if you sold somebody as a slave, you know, your own people, for their own people. This was um, uh, was laws for for the Jewish people. If you sold a son into slavery, he could only be sold in for seven years, and then he had to go free. And uh, and if you um, and every forty ninth year, you had the year of jubilee, and then you couldn't own land. But you were stewards of that land, and then all that land would be reverted back. So they, when you look at some of these laws and, and whatnot, it it's all about maintaining freedom. So so the Lord wants us free. He um, he makes provision for that, and that's his desire. It was kind of should have been obvious, but uh, and and of course Christ came to, to set us free from sin, and um, and from death, which and fear of death, um, which is is the you know the final four, the final enemy. Um, Anyway, I'm going to go through a little bit of scripture here. Did I give anybody John 18, 38? I I can pull that one up. Because I should be fairly close to it, I think. That was the the situation where um, Jesus was before Pilate. In um, before his crucifixion, and um, uh, thirty-seven and thirty-eight. Therefore, um, well, Jesus just said just before this, "My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting, so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm." Therefore, Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, answered, You say correctly that I am king. For this I have been born. For this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? So, I mean, is truth relevant? What do you guys think? I mean, it's pretty relevant, right? If we're believing lies, it's um, it's uh, that's where we where we get into deception. Um, the word, so John one uh, one fourteen, the word became flesh, and the flesh dwelt among us. And who can remember that one? I should have I missed this page when I uh, was looking for. But he, he, he came from the Father, and he was full of grace and truth. And then uh, John fourteen six says, I am the way, the truth, and life. And no one can come to the Father but through me. I'm going to read another scripture I should have right handy here. When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father... That is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will testify about me, and you will testify also because you have seen me, or you have been with me from the beginning. So the Lord is, is all about truth. He is the truth. He is the light. He is the word. And, and so the connection with Christ is, is what helps to keep us free. And that's why um that's why the enemy will try and uh, try and separate us from his love separate us in any way he can to by believing lies by getting us to back off um, now the spirit the spirit of truth uh how does he speak to us H- has anybody got some examples of of how um how the lord speaks to them I'll just I'll just run one, one by you uh, for myself, and if somebody has something, to, I'll get you to share it. But um, I was talking, I don't know who I was talking with somebody about suicide a while back, I mean, a number of years ago. And um, and, and I, I personally don't believe that suicide is going to keep us out of heaven. I, I don't know that somebody who commits suicide will go to heaven, but I, I, don't, I don't believe that that would exempt them from going to heaven. And... Um, and and we were discussing this, and this thought came into mind, that that Samson, who who's one of the individuals that's listed in the Hall of Fame, that um, he was a man of faith. He's listed in that bunch. That he had committed suicide, Be, because he did. You know, in the end, he he pulled the pillars down and on himself, and um, and I so I used that, to to try and reinforce my thinking and and what I was speaking, and uh, and there was this little niggly or a little. Ting bell, or I don't know how to explain it, but there was just something wasn't sitting quite right with me uh, when I said that, and uh, and then a little while later, but I ignored it, and and a little while later, I uh, I shared the same story with somebody else, and and there was just still a little niggly, but but fainter, I could I could just barely hear it, you know, it, it barely noticeable, and and so I just brushed it off, and and the third time, and after that, I continued on saying it. I never got any kind of warning, or, or, or message, or, or alert, or whatever. And, um, and then, I don't know, a year or two later, I, I was talking with Penny's folks, and uh, Penny's mom, we'd sometimes get into some good discussions, and, and uh, so I shared this about, the su- the, about Samson committing suicide. And she said, she said, well, I never viewed that as him committing suicide. I mean, he wanted vengeance on his enemies, is what he asked for. And, uh, and it just, it brought me back, and it brought, the Lord brought back to mind those, those little warnings he'd given me. And, um, and, I, and I hadn't paid heed to them, and I would kept on. And so, like, by the third time, I was oblivious to what, um, you know, to what really the Lord was saying to me in that regard. Uh, anybody else got anything that, that, that they, um, any ways that they hear the Lord? Tammy? yeah 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 absolutely yeah when we're reading something just stands out doesn't it, it just or just rings true um, uh, there was another uh another way uh in uh, I, I was in a, a another explanation i'd have too um, the one time I was in a place where there was Kind of a lot of fear and confusion and doubt and uh, and and I was um, somebody uh, somebody that I trusted quite a bit. In fact, the same individual that that came and told me to stand and who had spoken to me a number of times, he he came to me uh, in the in this time of, where I was in this time of. of, of of doubt and fear and, and questioning and asking the Lord, am I am I I hadn't I didn't I was in unfamiliar ground or territory, and so I didn't know if I was doing things right and uh, if I was hearing from Him or not, and uh, and He came along and He uh, He said, the Lord showed me uh, a vision of you or a dream or something like that or a picture, and He said you're you're this rock in uh, in a in a stream in the middle of a stream that's flowing, and and you know how the rock um, the water, as it goes around it, it creates an eddy. And he said, um, he said, the Lord just showed me that you're like that rock. He said you're creating turbulence in, um, in the in the spirit here, and and the flow of the spirit, you're impeding the flow of the spirit. And um, and so, so I, it was like a slug in the guts. And uh, and I'm thinking, wow, uh, where do I go from here? And uh, and so I, um, Robin Crookshank any of you old-timers here know, know who Robin is, was here, and he was a papa in this church. And, um, and he, uh, he just, I, I said, well, I, the Lord doesn't need me to, to make what's happening here because I, I know I tend to control, and especially if I get in a posi- position of fear, I want to control things. And, uh, and I said, and I knew the Lord was dealing with that on me, you know, with me. And so I said, the Lord doesn't need me to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in his church. And so, so I was preparing to back off, and um, and he said, um, and the Lord must have just given him a download, the exact words to say or whatever. He just said, he just said, no. He said the Lord doesn't need you here, but he, but he might want you here to learn, um, uh, to, for the experience and to learn and to grow, and um, and and as soon as he said that, it just it just rung true. Um, I, I don't know how... But it's just the same as when you read a scripture and it just jumps off. I just knew it was true. And so, so it, you know, even though I wasn't comfortable with everything, I, I remained where I was. And um, I've, heard, I've heard somebody say that you could take a coin. Now, I don't know. I've never seen actual gold and silver coins. But they said you can, you can drop it on, uh, on the floor or a counter or a table or whatever, and, and it has a totally different sound than your, um, than your money that we have now which is um, you know, composition of metals or whatever it is um, but there's a different sound it, it, and they said you can tell real money just by the ring by the, by the sound because it will ring true or, or you can discern the difference anyway so that's just a couple of examples of, of how the Lord speaks to me in, um, or has guided me into truth when, uh, when I've been in question um, now who has got Acts 9.1 do you could I get you to read that,
0: please?
1: Um continue on. That's good. Thank you. Um, I like the King Dan- James version there because he talks about kicking against the goads. Um, a lot of the other ones don't don't include that. Um, and, and so anybody have any idea what the goads were that he was talking about? I mean, goats in, in the natural, um, what they used them for then was for driving oxen. I mean, oxen were one of the chief modes of transportation, whether it was with a wagon or just... Packing them, or, or whatever, and so they had goads that they would use to poke, apparently, to keep them moving. Anybody have any ideas what the goads were that um, that Jesus was talking about to uh, to Stephen when when um, st- oh not Stephen with uh, Saul um, Stephen was martyred. Uh, he was the first martyr, and, and remember, he they said that the um, he was in hearty agreement. With with stoning Stephen, and the people that were stoning him were laying their feet at uh, or their coats at his feet, and um, so he was overseeing the stoning of Stephen, and and so he was believing that this the way that he was trying to stamp out was um, was an evil thing, and uh, and these people were were um, blasphemers blasphemers, and they were distorting God's truth, and they were leading the people astray, so so. When Stephen was stoned, he was—if he was just an evil blasphemer or whatnot—how would he have the power to to stand there and uh, and and ask God in his dying breath to forgive them and not to hold the sin against them? I, I believe that was that was a goad. He, um, you know, was was a one of those. Saul, pay attention. Something's not lining up here. Something's not right. And. Um, and he was ignoring it. And I'm sure he saw that in others as he, as he persecuted them uh, if they were filled with the Spirit. They were able to, um, to walk in forgiveness and uh, in a... They were able to walk through that in a way that he wasn't able to walk through it, I believe, because they had the Spirit of the Lord in them. Anyway, another way that the Spirit operates um, or helps us and then uh, I'm just going to read a little bit more scripture here. John 8, 31 and 32. Jesus was addressing the disciples who, uh, who believed in him. And, um, I mean, he was in confrontations with the, with the Pharisees at, the, at that time. And, but there was many of them that were coming to believe in him. And, uh, and he, said, um, he said to those disciples who believed him, If you, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, I should ask somebody you guys would know this, and the truth will set you free and um and of course the the jews say well we're we abraham's children we're not you know we're not never been in bondage to anybody which which was in which I- that statement alone is is evidence of their deception i mean they were they were under Roman rule, so they weren't free they um they were in uh, enslaved to sin, which they didn't you know they didn't know and understand at that time, but anyway, just more truth that um, that God gives us in His Word to uh, to set us free. Uh, I'll just I'm going to move on. Um, so King David uh, was one of the one of the people that I wanted to to mention here. Um, he said, "Your word I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against you." Um, I'm going to go back and read. This is a scripture that the Lord gave um, when we were homeschooling, a scripture the Lord gave Penny to, uh, to bring as a teaching and, uh, in, at home. And um, Psalm 144, I'm going to start about verse 4. Man is a mere breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains and they shall smoke. Flash forth lightning and scatter them. Send out your arrows and confuse them. Stretch forth your hand from on high. Rescue me and deliver me out of great waters. Out of the hand of, this, one, this scripture says, aliens, are, but, but the New King James says foreigners. Um, out of the hand of aliens or foreigners whose mouths speak deceit and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. So so he's saying, stretch down, I'm in, I'm in trouble here. I'm in great waters, um, in deep water. Uh, you might want to say, rescue me, so reach down your hand, rescue me and deliver me uh, out of great waters, out of the hand of aliens. And, And the New King James says, from the hand of foreigners whose mouth speaks lying words and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. And he says, I will sing a new song to you, O God, on a harp of ten strings I will sing praises to you who gives salvation to kings, who rescues David, his servant, from the evil sword. And then, he, and then he turns around, so it's only like three verses later, and he repeats the same thing. Rescue me and deliver me out of the hand of foreigners whose mouth speaks lying words and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. Like just word for word almost, uh, the same, same thing. And then um, that our sons, when he goes on to... So, so if King David was obviously... And, and I always think like Solomon was, was the wisest, Supposedly the wisest man in the world, and, um, and and I, I tend to wrestle with that one a little bit because I mean he had earthly wisdom, but but David, who had a heart after God's own heart, he he was Solomon's son or father for starters. So I mean he taught him, and uh, I think a lot of the proverbs probably flowed th- from David through Solomon, um, but uh, but. David never strayed away from the Lord. He did get into sin, and and, and some pretty serious consequences to the sin, but um, but he uh, he followed the Lord wholeheartedly, and um, and so he he's one of my well he's one of my heroes in, in, in scripture because I, I think I think what first drew me to him was he um, if he could sin and and uh, commit the sin that he did then then there was hope and, and God still called him a man after my own heart then I, I figured, well, there's hope for me, you know, because I'm not a very nice guy, and, or not a very good guy, my view of myself, right? And uh, and, and I had that wrong thinking there that I was going to build myself to be acceptable to, to God, which is another lie that the enemy uh, had in place and tends to hold in place on, on many of us. Um, anyway, David cried out to God for deliverance, and so, uh, so I mean, how much more do... Uh, do the rest of us have to have to cry out to him and just press in in relationship to the Lord um, i don 't know how many of you remember here a number of years ago, Pastor Dallas uh, did a teaching on bondage um, and, he, uh, and he and he said uh, he said bondage is no more than a house of thoughts. Anybody remember that uh, It stood out to me because I knew there again the Lord was speaking to me to my heart and, uh, and telling me I need to pay attention to this and um I'm just going to go to the scripture. I do know most of it, but I don't want to miss something. Um, 2 Corinthians uh, 10, verses 3 to 5. For, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. Uh, for the weapons of our warfare are, are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds and casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And then um, this one is a little different, but it, it says um, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, something like that. Um, I think this is a little bit different. Um. But anyway, we take every, the, the idea is we take every thought captive and, uh, and bring it to the obedience of Christ. And, and to me, that, that always said... Does this thought does this thought line up with scripture does it line up with Christ who Christ says we are and um, and, I, and I like Jim Holtham's teaching in that in I, I don't know if he hit this exactly but I but he, he uh, in prayer often he'll say um, um, one, one of the things that, that he's taught is is to to call the body into alignment with Christ right for, for healing and um, and so how much more our minds you know and what Dallas that have to have to align have to align with Christ because because how we think that's how we become um, and uh, so we've got to align our thoughts with uh, with God with the truth with uh, with Scripture and uh, and Dallas went on to say he said if we don't take those thoughts captive he said those thoughts for sure will take you captive then and that is that house of bondage that house of thoughts that uh, that that controls us and directs us um, so I'm going to wrap it up, uh, but uh, I just a couple of questions. Um, you know, are are we are we believing lies, and um, and uh, what are, what what are those lies that we're believing keeping us from? Um, the The story of David and Goliath had come to mind too the The Army of Israel was standing for forty days across from the philistines and and uh and Goliath come down every day for forty days and uh and challenge somebody to come out and fight with him right and uh, so I mean he was driving fear into the hearts of uh of, of israel and they and they were afraid they were they were terrified and um, and when David come along to visit his brothers and take a gift up to their commanders and whatnot he said, said like what's going on here you know <laughs> he says, this guy's a heathen, like, what, why, is he, why are you allowing him to stand there and, and defy the, the enemies of the living God? And so he goes out and kills him. You know, and, and David, and, and I, I don't know, there's some speculation on, on his childhood, but, but he, he pressed into God, whether it was through hard times, whether it was um, um, stress and tribulation that caused him, I know he certainly didn't have a good rapport with his brothers, I mean, they, they uh, even when he showed up on camp, they they were attacking him. You know, who'd you leave those measly sheep with and whatnot? But anyway, David had that relationship with the Lord that he just knew and trusted that um, that that this Goliath couldn't stand from from in front of him because because he had the power of God working. That he was defying God, he wasn't defying the the Israelites. Anyway, he um, the Lord has uh, has promised never to leave us and never forsake us, and. Um, and I, and I think scripture is um, is our uh is the promises you know in scripture are the promises that we need to hold on to to uh, to fight off the lies of the enemy and to um, to remain in remain open to the love of God because it's our choices that that our choices are the only thing that can separate us from the love of god and uh so I think that's that's about it um i um I don't know if uh if anybody would like prayer for this i know uh I know I've benefited from from prayer um, we all we all are somewhere between between um our starting point with our relationship with the lord and uh, and where he wants to take us and uh, and that uh where he wants to take us is is into a deeper relationship with him, into a deeper knowledge of the truth, and uh, so we're all on that journey. Anyway, um, I don't know, music ministry. Did you want to come back up, or um, or do we just want to wrap up? Anybody want prayer? You know, we can we can just wrap up early then. We're um, quarter two or twenty two, so. So let's uh, just let me close in prayer. Father, we just thank you for, for your truth. We thank you that it's your truth that, uh, and your word that sets us free. Father, we ask that you would draw us into that deeper intimacy with you, that we would recognize your voice and that we would be able to discern quickly um, the difference between your voice and, uh, and the enemy and the lies of the enemy. And we thank you, Father, for your faithfulness that you don't leave us where we're at, but that you, you come to us. As we, uh, as soon as we turn to you, Lord, your, your arms are open, and you reach out and you pull us to yourself. You do deliver us out of great waters, and, uh, and we thank you and we praise you. We ask for your presence throughout this week as we go uh, go on our ways. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you for bearing with me on that. I'm, I'm uh, in process of pulling down uh, some strongholds in my own life. And, and, uh, and, and it, wasn't, it was pretty tough to stand up here and, and speak. You know, when you're called on to just testify, you know, about something, it's not so bad. But when you've got to come up and preach, I, was, I wasn't willing to say I'm going to speak last week. <laughs> and next week, I'm not sure. I might have a message or, or maybe somebody, uh, I may, may get something online. But uh, anyway, we'll see where that goes. God bless and, and keep you guys.